0: But it's now time for the Rural News with Sally Murphy in Ōtātahi. Tēnā Sally. What's been happening with the petition to support the wool industry?
1: Oh, kia ora, With over 15,000 signatures, the petition calling on the Government to use only wool carpets in its buildings has so far failed to reach the final stage due to an administrative error. South Otago farmer Amy Blakey who was growing increasingly frustrated with the falling wool price presented the petition to Parliament back in August 2020. It was referred to the then Minister of Economic Development, Stuart Nash, but a Government spokesperson says due to an admin error, the final step which is the petition response being presented to the House hasn't occurred. Amy Blakey says she's utterly disappointed.
0: Not just for myself, but you know, all those people that signed it. It's hard to fathom how that can happen. And I want to ensure that it doesn't happen for someone else's petition. Originally, like I allowed time because we um, originally once I handed it in, um, there was the election and then there was a the pandemic. But you know, that's three years, three years almost to the day. I feel like I've I've been pretty lenient letting it go, but enough is enough. You know, you take your kids to Parliament and you hand them this petition and and you're teaching them that, you know, pe- people can make a change. People's voices are a messer and they're heard, but, you know, after three years, you begin to wonder if that actually is the truth
1: person says the petition has been handed to the current Minister of Economic Development, Barbara Edmonds, who will have it presented to the House before it suspends this term. Meanwhile, Canterbury farmer Angela Blair set up a similar petition following a recent decision by the Ministry of Education to fit out more than 600 rural schools with US-made synthetic carpet. Nearly 7,000 people have signed it so far. New figures have confirmed the conversion of farmland to forestry has slowed amid uncertainty around the future of carbon credits. Last year, just over 35,000 hectares of farmland was converted to forestry, a 44% drop on the year before. Monique Steele reports. Beef and Lamb commissioned consultancy firm Orm & Associates to update figures on farm-to-forest conversions. They show the amount of farmland being sold has increased from 7,000 hectares in 2017 to over 63,000 hectares in 2021. But things have slowed down, with just 35,000 hectares of farmland being converted to trees last year. It found many potential farm sales are struggling to obtain acceptable bids due to uncertainty around the emissions trading scheme, with investors taking a step back. Beef and Lamb Chief Executive Sam McIver says while whole farm sales slowed last year, new plantings continued at pace, with another 64,000 hectares of new forestry planted. And he says the amount of farms being sold to forestry is likely to increase because there is a backlog of applications sitting with the Overseas Investment Office. While export beef and lamb prices continue to drop, the venison market is beginning to show some strength. The pandemic, changes to farming policies and the rise in farming costs resulted in the industry reducing its number of breeding hinds and at the same time consumer demand for venison dropped, resulting in softer prices. But AgriHQ senior analyst Mal Crowde says sector leaders have been working hard on diversifying and promoting venison into markets and the tables have started to turn.
0: I guess the renewed confidence in this venison market just resulted in some positive results, um, particularly for the first of this year's time sales in July, and we actually saw average prices up on last year. But if we look at those export markets, the chilled venison season is approaching, and, and fortunately the season does look stable at this stage. We are aware that some venison farmers did lock-in contracts in excess of $10 a kilo for the peak of the season, which is stronger than last year. But we're just cautious that that pressure on beef and lamb pricing that we've seen in the last four to five weeks may mean that venison price lifts are restricted.
1: That's mal to other news, Biosecurity New Zealand is ramping up efforts to control the spread of exotic seaweed Kalerpa in Upper North Island waters. First discovered at Aotea Great Barrier Island in July 2021, it's since been found in waters around Great Mercury Island, the Bay of Islands, Kawo Island, and most recently Waiheke Island. The weed is a serious threat to native marine ecosystems as it outcompetes and chokes other marine plants. Biosecurity New Zealand has said there's no known effective control tools for the large-scale infestations, but Deputy Director General Stuart Anderson is not ruling out eradication.
0: All options on the table here in terms of uh, how we manage kalupa. We have done extensive work, uh, particularly when it started over at Aotearoa. We trialled some methods um, we are now moving to, to trial some control methods again. Uh, in the next while, we're going to be trialling some suction dredging methods for containment uh, up in the Bay of Island and over on uh, Teo Great Barrier Island. We'll work those methods through and and see how how they work for us. We do know though this is a very difficult uh, marine pest to deal with. Um, it's been very difficult overseas to, to control uh, and eradication attempts are very, very challenging.
1: Stuart Anderson says other methods like smothering the weed with mats will be trialled as well. Meanwhile, Great Barrier Island Group Ngāti Rehua Ngāti Wai Ke Aotea, has filed a claim to the Waitangi Tribunal against the Crown for failing to notify it when Kalerpa was discovered. But Mr Anderson says mana have been engaged from the onset of the discovery at each of the five locations and have been involved with control measures as well. One of the country's largest vegetable companies says the biggest challenges facing the sector is hiring and retaining the right people and a lack of unity. Leaderbrand grows salad greens, broccoli and other veggies in Gisborne, Matamata, Pukekoe and Canterbury. General Manager Richard Burke says it's been a tough few years adapting to the new normal after the COVID pandemic. He says logistics remain an issue as it's been harder to get produce between the two islands and weather events continue to throw curveballs. But he says the main thing growers should be focused on is keeping good staff.
2: If we can really find a way to engage, to attract, to keep uh, the right people in our industry, then that's, that's really the answer for us. I mean, we've got a lot of challenges in front of us, there's no question, but it all comes down to the people and having the capacity and the capability within, within not only our team but within the industry.
1: He says individual growers and companies need to do their part in attracting people to horticulture and they can't wait on industry bodies and the government to do the heavy lifting.
2: I think Hort New Zealand and the industry's got a massive part to play. Unless we can get away from this splintered approach that we've got at the moment, we're not going to make any progress. You know, we have to get our vegetable industry together. We have to be working as one voice. We're working as so many different voices at the moment that we've, we've lost our voice and we've got some serious challenges to address but I think that the first thing before we look to what Hort New Zealand can do for us as vegetable growers we have to address that we have to get the, the that part of it sorted and we have to give Hort New Zealand our support with clear messages and consistent messages which is currently what we're not doing
1: that's Richard Burke from LeaderBrand. And just lastly, New Zealand dairy farmers aren't the only ones suffering from higher costs and a lower milk price. In the UK, leading vets from vet partners have been lobbying MPs to address volatility in the milk market. The average Farmgate milk price slipped to 37.6 pence per litre back in May, an 8% drop on the same month a year earlier. Vet Partners Farm Director Ian Cure says the five-year rolling average farm gate milk price in the UK hasn't changed much over the last six years. But he says input costs are rising, so farmers need to be getting about 40 to 45 pence per litre of milk. He says dairy farming is not sustainable and something needs to be done to support British farming. And that's the rural news for now. Kia pai, tera. Thank you very much, Sally.